So why it turned into the worst investment ever, having made $4,000, was in um, 18 months' time, the same share was $67. So if I had have stuck to my fundamentals and held the 2,000 shares that I bought for my long term, I would have been $134,000 better off rather than $4,000 better off in the same period. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest Peter Emblin. Peter, are you ready to rock? No, I haven't, I haven't been to Iraq. But you are ready to rock, or you're ready to disco. I'm ready to disco, yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, so let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Peter Emlin has diverse experience in global financial markets and corporate finance, having worked in Australia, UK, and various Southeast Asian countries. His career experiences cover analysis, primary research, investment management, mergers and acquisitions from both the buy and the sell sides. Resident in Thailand since 1992, we have that in common. He came to Thailand to help establish a newly authorized fund management company. He's a fellow of the Finance and Securities Institute of Australia, a charter director of the Thai Institute of Directors, and a director of the Australian Thai Chamber of Commerce, Simico Securities, and D-Light Plus PLC. Peter, take a minute, fill in any tidbits about your life. Well, I guess the most relevant one, seeing as I'm sitting here in Thailand, is like most expats, I came to Thailand on a two-year contract. And here I am 25 years later. All of that time has been in the financial services sector, which has been an interesting roller coaster because when I arrived, it was the ultimate boom. And we had 97, the ultimate crash, 2008, another bust. And then we've got today, and I'm still here. So, so the surprising thing is um, my story doesn't relate to either of those two big busts. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we can say we're survivors. So, all right, well, let's take uh, some time now and share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes <laughs> into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Okay, so um, at the time I, was, I made this investment, I was a fund manager investing in Southeast Asian markets. So I was not allowed for conflict of interest reasons to invest in markets where I was investing on behalf of our clients. So in this case, the only market in Southeast Asia that I was allowed to invest in was the Philippines, because I was investing in every other market on behalf of UK and US pension funds. So that meant I had a very limited investment target of stocks I could buy for myself. At the time, the Philippines market, I think, had 30 listed companies. And of those 30 listed companies, only three of them had ADRs. So the only way into these companies was through the ADRs for me. So I bought ADRs in a company called Philippine Long Distance Telecom, or better known as PLDT. At the time, I bought a, my first foray into this stock. I bought 1,000 ADRs for $2,000, so $2 each. And about six weeks later, they went to $3. And I thought, fantastic, I've made a 25, 50% return on my investment, I should cash out. So I did, thinking I'd been the smartest guy in the room, having made $1,000 on $2,000. Then the stock went down to $2 again, so I bought it again. 
And I wanted this for a long-term investment because I really wanted to diversify my portfolio. I bought it at $2 and it went back to $3. So I thought, again, I've made 50%. Although it's a long-term investment, I think I should take my profit while it's there. So I managed to do this four times over the course of eight months. So on my initial 2,000 of capital, I made $4,000 profit. And I thought, this is pretty good. So I still like the company, but I never actually, after I sold the last 2,000 shares, bought them back again, even though I was following the company and I watched it very closely. So why it turned into the worst investment ever, having made $4,000, was in um, 18 months time, the same share was $67. So if I had have stuck to my fundamentals and held the 2,000 shares that I bought for my long term, I would have been $134,000 better off rather than $4,000 better off in the same period. So that's the moral of my worst investment was that I had an investment, I had a good idea, but I didn't stick to my own reasons for buying and I got caught up in market moves and took short-term profits and missed the big picture entirely. Looking back on it now, how would you summarize what you learned? What I learned is that market prices move differently to the fundamentals of companies. And if you're buying an investment for a long-term reason, check your research, check what's happening, and don't let market moves get caught up because for the markets move for other reasons, liquidity of sellers, which has nothing to do with the underlying company. So stick to your guns is what I learned. If you're buying to hold, hold, don't get scared or worried by short-term moves. So let me summarize some of my takeaways from it. It's interesting the number of people who share this type of story where, and part of it, we have, the listener has to remember that there's hindsight bias in this type of situation for all of our discussions of our worst investments because we can see things very clearly now. At the time, we may not see things as clearly. We're making the best decisions that we can at the time. Um, but there's a couple of things. So the first thing is to, to remember when we look back, we're looking back, hindsight is 2020. So it seems so obvious. But, you know, at the time, people make mistakes based upon information that they're bringing in at that time. And the second thing that I think is, is interesting about Asia versus, let's say, the West is that Asia tends to be a much more volatile part of the world for the markets. And the result of that is that sometimes you do have a long-term goal, but you start trading around that because there's more volatility in the share. And I think that um, that's something that can happen here where some people say, I'm just buy and hold. That doesn't always work in Asia because of the volatility. But the most important thing about this, I think that it's important to, to think about from my perspective is that you've really got to have a good plan when you're going into it, like a solid, like even a written plan so that you know what you're doing and you won't be lured away by a, a quick gain or that type of thing. And I think that to me, that's probably the only thing that could help in that time. But uh, is there something else that I've missed in that? Well, the only other one too is, again, benefit of hindsight would have been to have taken half. Your, if you're a trader, if you're seeing volatility, but you like the underlying fundamentals, maybe you take half your money off the table and keep some of your fundamental position. And then the movements retrace, you put that money back. But you keep, you stick to your guns with your principal position that it's a good long-term investment. You're in there for the dividend. 
but sometimes markets do react too quickly one way or the other. Maybe you use a portion of it as a trade rather than the whole holding. So you can diversify your, keep your long-term fundamental, but take some market timing if you want to get that involved. So let's use that as your actionable advice. Ladies and gentlemen, don't just put your money in and get it out and in completely. Build your core positions and then it's okay to trade around those positions with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of the core amount. But the idea is that maybe that trading around, hopefully it'll give you some gain, but in many cases it could give you loss. But the point is it maybe satisfies an emotional need like, hey, I want to take a little profit or hey, I want to put more in when it's down. And the satisfaction of that emotional need may help you to keep the long position in place. And that's what I would say is the best takeaway from what you're saying. If there's someone sitting there listening to this podcast and facing the same situation, what do you think, Peter? Trade around. If it's a core stock and you believe in it and you do your, your research tells you nothing has fundamentally changed. If you want to play market movements, play it with a portion, but you're holding and let your gut be stronger. If you've made the right decision, rely, stand by it. Got it. All right. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we wrap up, Peter, thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers or our missed opportunities, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for our audience? Do your research my fundamental parting words. Beautiful. And that happens to be out of all the different stories that come together, the number one mistake that people make is not doing their research. And so it's very important to take Peter's advice very seriously because when we're talking about trading around a core position, what Peter's talking about is the idea of doing your research on the core position and then feeling comfortable trading around it. So that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth, fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.